The Jedi Academy Trilogy by Kevin J. Anderson. Yeah. So, yeah. This was (laughs) one that I knew really well, that I have, like, really strong memories of. Right. Was it what you remember? Yes and no. Okay. (laughs) And that's probably worth talking about. There were definitely some surprises. Right. um, But other things that I could pretty much have still quoted verbatim. Like, I definitely knew this one. Okay. This one really well. So um, we've talked about this a little bit, but I, I do propose that we like change up the format a little yeah. bit this week because the devil's really in the details on this. Uh, on some of the details. On this book. It's, uh, it's really... It's really something once you start to once you start yeah, to break it down. I mean, I think I think yeah. So I think that what we need to do is we need to just like middle school book report the plot, the barest bones. Yeah, bare bones. I think we're literally just gonna so little. And then I think what we should do is play a new game that I'm going to call a high point low point, where okay. we just <laughs> alternate between. <laughs> Naming I don't know how many high points, high points and low points there are going to be of the book. I can generate high points. I'm ready. I think I, I, I think I have a list of things. So, but I mean, I know that we're going to get bogged down in some of these. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think just like I think we do Hans' plot first because he sort of ties in the most. right. So he's he's the closest to having a plot. So in this book. Um, which is set seven years after the explosion of the second Death Star. Right. The New Republic is established, growing. They know what they're doing, ostensibly. And Han is sent to go as a like diplomatic overture to the spice mining facilities on Kessel. Yes. To like, try to establish contact. Right. And due to some bad blood from his old life as a smuggler. Mm-hmm. He is shot down. He and Chewie are thrown into the spice mines of Kessel. They make friends with a kid named Kip Duran. They escape together. They end up in the Black Hole Cluster where they stumble upon uh, an isolated Imperial Star Destroyer right. fleet for destroyers. Um, and turns out that they developed the Death Star and they've developed something even crazier called the Sun Crusher. Sun Crusher. That is um, in a, a ship that is invulnerable and can destroy so- solar systems. The scientist who built the Sun Crusher escapes with them, and they go back to Coruscant. Yeah. And Kip Duran is really sensitive to the Force. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> Leia story. So Leia is not the chief of state, right? Mon Mothma is. Leia is very concerned at the beginning of the book because she has not heard from Han. Who right. said he would like call when he got to Kessel <laughs> or whatever. And so she's like the whole book like Han hasn't called the entire time. She's also very anxious because her twin children, Jane and Jason, who we know quite well, um, are being returned to her from a secret planet where they were being raised for the first like two years of it. They're like two. Yeah, they're two. Um, they can come back now that they're two. 
we have to talk about that rule. But um, <laughs> so th- so Winter, who was Leia's friend that we met in the Han Solo trilogy, has been watching over both the twins and Anakin, who's like probably one, I guess. They're about mm-hmm. a year apart. He's um, not quite one. Right. He's not ready to come home, question mark. But the twins are. So Winter drops them off. Leia is is trying to sort of somewhat develop a relationship with her kids. Um, she's worried about Han. Uh, she's also dealing with like a lot of diplomatic stuff that's been coming up. A lot of like remnants of the Empire, which is a theme throughout all of these books. Um, she Lando comes yep. to visit. She sends Lando off on a mission to find one of the Jedi Knights that Luke... One of the potential. Right, potential Jedi Knight candidates that Luke had mentioned. Um he goes off on a crazy side tangent that I think we should just save <laughs> for details. Oh yeah, yeah. No, skip all. <laughs> yeah. So of he it. goes I mean, off on a side tangent. Turns out this guy is a fraud. It's not a. He's not a. Jedi. I mean, you pretty much already said what Leia's whole plot is. Yeah, like, and then she, yeah, and then she's worried and she's trying to. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and then eventually Han comes home and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so then Luke, Luke is busy. Busy, quotation marks, trying to, like, figure out the best way to set up this Jedi Academy. He goes to the Senate. The Senate is like, sure, do whatever you want. And so he's like, okay, well, he goes uh, to this planet to find this candidate named Gantoras, who is someone we've also mentioned before. Gantoras is, like, very sensitive to the Force, but he's very skeptical of Luke. Yeah, he's had uh, nightmares of a dark man that will offer him power and then destroy him. And yeah. he thinks Luke is the dark man. Right. Um, so Luke goes through all these tests to sort of prove to Gantoris that he is a nice guy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he also tells Gantoris, who lives on this like very volatile planet, that he'll like move him and his uh, people, there's only like about 50 of them, to a new planet as yeah. like a gesture of goodwill. He and Gantoris then go to Bespin, find some other guy who's Force-sensitive. Yeah, Streen, who's, like, really shy and doesn't, like, it's very uncomfortable around people, but Luke's like, come on! And so they go back to Coruscant. He he hooks up with Lando. He and Lando then realize that, like, well, Han hasn't called in a while, so, like, probably something's wrong. They fly to Kessel and basically rescue Han, Chewie, and Kipteron. Right. They're going, yeah, they kind of meet up in space. They're leaving Kessel just as Han is leaving the Black Hole Cluster. So they, and at the end of the book, Han, or sorry, Luke is on Yavin because Leia has sort of, Leia and I guess Mon Mothma have sort of been like, oh, this is a great planet to start a Jedi Academy. Yeah, you should totally just do it here. Overlooking Yavin being like, yes, this is where I will build this Jedi Academy. And that is basically, the, this is a 350-page book. That is the bare bones. Yeah, that is the, that is the barest bones, but... The things get really complicated and crazy in the way that those things are carried out. So Yeah, so yeah, it's best to just save so, that for Yeah. So I guess um I should since I've talked about my own experience with this book before, in reading it, I found out that the audiobook version of it that I had as a kid was abridged. Oh, was it? Um, I had no idea and Reading it, it wasn't dramatically abridged. Like, maybe it was, maybe edited would be a better word. Yeah, I can see where you could edit something. Abridged. So, <laughs> in, like, in, 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 sometimes there would be, like, whole chapters that were in here that were not in my version. Like, um, Wedge Antilles working with the giant uh, droid and finding, like, the equipment and stuff. That wasn't in my 
right. book or um, sometimes it would just be like certain passages weren't there, like the stuff about uh, Duel who runs Kessel, the stuff about him having a harem. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I was not that. in my audiobook version. The fact that Admiral Dalla, who runs the Star Destroyer fleet, had had an affair with Grand Moff Tarkin oh, was not in my book. That. <laughs> so that's a very different kind of uh, yeah. kind of thing. But overall, I remembered this reasonably well, except yeah. there's just so much that you roll with as a child that you right, just, that you're not rolling. <laughs> That you don't roll with as an adult. And Agreed. I know what the number one is for me, and we'll get to it. But since yeah, since probably... I did call the game high point, low point, maybe we should start with, like, a high point of okay. the book. Um, Lando. Lando. Solid high point. Lando is great in this book. I will say that his subplot is bananas. Oh, it's crazy. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> so he goes... So Leia, he, like, goes to Leia, and, like, one of his many schemes has just, like, completely fallen Right. Apart. Lando continues to be a guy who has a ton of money and then has no money. Right. He is, and like, doesn't really sweat it either way. Right. Like, he's just, like, gambled away. He, in a Sabah game, he, like, lost some development or whatever. Planet. I don't know. He, he just lost big. And so he goes to Coruscant sort of being like, I could probably get a job. Yeah, like, I know some people. They like me. What are you guys up to? Yeah, and Leia's like, oh, you know, Luke's busy. We have to talk about Luke. But, like, Luke's busy (laughs) running around the galaxy trying to find Jedi. He mentioned this one guy. Timo. 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 Um, You know, why don't you go with the droids, R2, which I don't know why, (laughs) go with R2 and 3PO, to this planet and, like, see what this guy's about. So this guy has been, basically, they... I don't know what Luke is doing with his time, but basically he's figured out that this guy is betting. He, he's a gambler. He's been making bets and he's been coming up, you know, he's been winning these bets and, and yeah. the the chances are so rare that like Luke says like, well, there must be something. Right. That he, lo- he, lo- he, he loses when he bets small amounts and he wins when wins, he bets right, big, amounts. big amounts. So, so Lando goes to this planet where the main form of gambling is on... Is- Blob racing? Blob racing. And by blob, I mean B-L-O-B. Yes. Blob. <laughs> <laughs> um, and quick question. How big do you think a blob is? I, okay, so in my head, I was reading this passage very late last night, <laughs> so it's a little bit hazy. They're like the size of like a pony. Like a pony sized blob. <laughs> yeah, is that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea how big a blob for blob. Like, I sort of, you know, like, oh, what is that? I have like an image of like a snail, like a kind of like a see through snail looking. Yeah. Like, like made out of gack. Like, right. kind of creature. Like semi like transparent. Yeah, like semi transparent, like sort of jello y. And they're, like, different in my head. This is not in the book. <laughs> they're different colors. They're all different colors. In the book, they were all different Oh, were they? Colors. Okay, so I just made that one of them up. was amethyst and... Yes, amethyst is right, yeah. So they're all different colors. And they're just, like... To me, it's, like, snail racing. Yeah. Except they're big. gets so excited he at the blob race. Thrilled. They call it a blobstable course. And yeah. that is not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> It is written in the text of the book. Yeah, so Lando is going to check out Timo, but he also, like, just goes to enjoy the blob racing. That's the yeah. way, and the way blob racing works is that they have all of these 
obstacles in the way for the blobs to go. And some of them are like hills or whatever, like walls for the blobs to scale. But other things are like, I guess like a box cutter, or like a, not a box cutter, but like a box grater, like a yeah. four-sided cheese grater for the blob to just like fling themselves into and yeah, like reform the on the crazy. other side. I was reading this and going, this is not, how do you come up with this? Is Kevin Jameson just, like, laughing and being like, this is the funniest thing? Like, I have no idea where this is coming from. But anyway, it turns out Timo has been using, like, a false identity. Yeah, so he has been... So they realize that Timo is cheating. Right. Um, 3PO really wants uh, Timo to be sensitive to the Force because, you know, that's what Luke wants. So 3PO keeps trying to find, like, yeah. explanations of what could be happening um, and Lando is just like, yeah, I smell a rat. Right, it's not. Um, and they catch him, like, messing with the blobs. Right. And it turns out that this guy, which, this is a point that maybe should go in the, uh, low points, low points category. Yeah. There's a strange amount of sex slavery in yes. this book yes. for a Star Wars book. And so this guy is named Dak, and he is the husband consort of the Duchess Mistal. Yeah. Who (laughs) there's like a million credit bounty out on him to like return him to the Duchess Mistal. And he's like she's been like oversexing him. Like he's like he's like too tired. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this I have the passage here. Where he, because he, like, she came of age to marry, and she's gorgeous and super rich and, you know, a princess and every, or a duchess, and he hacked the computer system. He hacked their version of Match.com so that he would be named as her perfect mate. Yeah, he, like, conned his way into this, basically. Yeah. And he says, the duchess was convinced I was her perfect match, fated to be with her forever. Every waking moment of the day, she refused to let me move more than arm's length away from her. She would wake me up at all hours of the night, find me during her meal breaks. She would trap me in the gardens, in the library. Timo's eyes grew wild, <laughs> wild shining with panic. Um, I... I thought she would get tired of me, or at least used to having me around, but it went on for more than a year. I couldn't sleep. I jumped at shadows. It was a wreck. <laughs> that made me feel. That made her feel sorry for me, so she clung even tighter. And I couldn't leave. On Dargle, they mate for life. Life! She'll never give up searching, and she'll never take another mate as long as I live. I'll never be free of her. I had to escape. Um, so he's, like, <laughs> cheating at blob racing in an attempt to... Escape his, like escape his life as this powerful ruler's, you know, like, forced concubine. He wants his freedom. And they send him back to her. Yeah. (laughs) They collect the reward and send him back. Lando gets, like, like, half a million credits? He gets gets the full million. He gets a full million credits. At the end of the book, they're like, thank you so much for returning our sex life. (laughs) (laughs) it's really crazy it's bananas and Luke's like oh what are you gonna do with that money like everyone's just like fine with it (laughs) yeah like (laughs) they send him back yeah so yeah Lando as a character is always a delight he's and he's great in here he's also great when he and Luke go to Kessel Mm -hmm. To try to look for Han, they like con their way in, claiming they're lo- looking for something to invest in, and Lando's just yeah. you know 
acting like this big high roller and being yeah. manipulative and charming and he's useless. Yeah, he's <laughs> just there, sullenly quiet. <laughs> yeah, Lando, Lando really. Really Lando figures in. the whole thing out. Lando spots the Falcon. Lando, right. And like even Luke's like that doesn't look like the Falcon, and Lando's like it's the Falcon, Luke. <laughs> like I definitely know the Falcon. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Um. So yeah, yeah, I would say you know Lando high point, and Lando also is the one who cares enough that Han has been missing. Okay, for so maybe more than a week to actually <laughs> demand that someone go look for him. Yeah, maybe that's a good segue to talk about. Low point, Leia. Leia. The whole book. I think somewhere in my notes I wrote down, how dare this book make me make me hate Leia. Yeah, like, a lot of my notes are like, what is happening? Leia, what are you doing? Oh my god, Leia. Like, it's just like a lot of, a lot of Leia, like, making terrible decisions or not making any decisions. I think I have, like, what is this marriage written in huge? Yes, I, and like, courtship, we talked a lot about this in courtship, about Leia and Han's relationship, and this book to me solidified, along with, with the, the newer films, which I think do a good job of being like, these two people are people who really loved each other, but like, maybe aren't meant to be right. full-time partners, um, that like, they're, they shouldn't be married, and they shouldn't have kids, <laughs> like, <laughs> what I came to the conclusion of with this book. Um, Leia is literally, the whole book is just sulking that Han has not called her. Yeah. They live the life, like, they should be dead ten times over. Like, right. stuff happens to them non-stop. Pick up the phone or whatever it is and just, like, call. Yeah, no, she refuses to acknowledge that anything could have happened to him because and she just keeps like insisting that he's like like well you know how he is he's like off on a bender and lando when she said that lando lando's like that doesn't sound like han yeah and she's like oh no like he's just forgotten about his children coming home after being in isolation for two years i wanted to scream i'm like han you know, as many things. And there, I'm sure there were times where he, like, was off doing something and got distracted. But, like, he wouldn't miss the homecoming of his children. If he told Leia he was going to call, he would have called. he call. Like, and, like, and she's she, also like, you know, he just wanted to, like, go off to Kessel to relive his glory days. And in Han's chapters, it says specifically that Leia sent him there and that right, he, he did didn't not really want to go. go. Yeah. I, there's no communication between the two of them. They, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm like baffled. <laughs> yeah, this is the one of the passages, but she says something like this constantly. Yeah, every says, chapter she says. Yeah, it says Han should have been back from Kessel two days ago, but still she had heard no word from him. He'd probably probably fallen in with some of his old smuggling buddies, had too much to drink, gambled far into the late hours, and completely forgotten about his other obligations. It was a good thing Chewbacca had sworn a blood oath to protect him, because Han was going to have to face her when he got back, and he was going to need a Wookiee's protection. How dare he forget something like this? For now, Leia would welcome her twin children home, alone. So he was supposed to call when he got to Castle. Right. Not only has he now had time to get to Castle, he was supposed to be back two days ago. No word. And she is pouting. Sulky. Also, is Han a drinker? Because that's like not something. I don't feel like he's a big drinker. I feel like like occasionally 
in the Han Solo trilogy, which right. if there was ever a point in his life where he was going to... He was to, in his 20s. Like, yeah, if there was ever a point, that would be it. And even then, he seemed to very rarely drink to excess. Like, yeah. every now and then, if he got, you know, kicked out of the Imperial Academy, or right. he was, like, just meeting a, a cute lady or something, he would get a little tipsy or a little or wasted. Han, like... But for the most part, it was just, like, an Alderanian di- uh, ale with yeah. dinner. And, even you know. the gambling, like... He's not Lando level. No. Gambler. No. I yeah, like her perception of who Han is, like just does not gel. No, she seems to not know him at all. Yeah, and 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 think very little of him. Yes, like just that he's just like a complete screw up, just making mistakes left and right, can't do anything. Which and is, he's, like, doing her a favor. Yeah. And, like, he, a favor that, like, no one else in the Republic thinks is a good idea. Yeah. No, like, he did not want to go. He didn't want to go. My mom was like, like, whatever. Like, this could work. That'd be great. But, like, yeah. So, like, we don't need <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know, it would be cool. But, yeah. But, and then even Winter calls her out and is like, you know, if anybody else went off on a mission to a hostile planet and you never heard from them again, like, you would be worried. Yeah. Um, and it seems like you're just embarrassed. And that's the other thing that comes up. Like, Winter says it, Leia thinks it, and Han thinks it, that she's embarrassed to be seen she to would. be caring about him. Yeah. Which, like, he is her husband. husband. The father of her three children. <laughs> like... Like, it's a done deal. Like, they've like, been married for a while now. Like, how is it embarrassing to care right, about, care about your, your spouse's husband. safety? Yeah, I, yeah, it's just, it was so crazy. And then the kid. <laughs> Which, like, I, okay, it's been a very long time since... Again, did not remember any of this book, except, like, the scene on Bespin, which seems ridiculous because it's a very <laughs> short scene. It doesn't really have anything to do with anything. Um... And I don't really remember the Thrawn trilogy all that well. Like, I... If in reading just this book and not knowing anything else about, like, the reasoning for keeping the twins sort of hidden, it makes no sense to me. No, it's it's baffling. It makes no sense that they... First of all, it makes no sense that you would hide the children away unless there's, like, an imminent threat. Which, like, there isn't at this point. No, there is not. That they know of. You would think the children would actually be safer. And their parents' heavily guarded fortress right. home. With their uncle and, like, a ton of people around. So there's that. The other thing to me that, like, okay, like, and then maybe I could get on board with that thinking for the sake of the book. But then it's like, oh, well, they're two years old now. They're totally fine to go home. Like, yeah. what's the, and, like, I think it's Luke or Leia is, like, well, like, they've gotten enough, like, Force-sensitive abilities that they think they, they can start to protect themselves. Right. They're two. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the idea, Luke says, and I don't know why Leia just took Luke's word for this, <laughs> because this whole book is just Luke constantly being like, Luke All didn't right. know what he was going to do. Luke had this worked out. Because <laughs> <laughs> no idea what he's doing. <laughs> but Luke told her... That in a, in a, if a very Force-sensitive child is touched by the dark side in their first two years of life, that it just, like, warps them forever. He made that they're, up. They're just, like, broken and done. So until your kids are two, n- 
you have to protect them from any possibility of dark side contact. So we're going to hide them away. Even you won't know where they are. Right. Etc. And so they did that. They had them on the secret planet of Anoth that like only Luke and Admiral Akbar and Winter know where, right, it, is. where it is. Yeah. And the kids have been being raised there by Winter. Which, I mean, like, even if you get on board for all of that, like, okay, maybe, fine. Han and Leia have barely seen See them. them. Yeah, there's one point it's been, like, Han hasn't seen them in a very long time. Um, it's, like, maybe once or twice a year. Yeah, she said, so, she said several two. times a year, and they're only two. And the baby is, Anakin is not quite a year old yet, and Leia says specifically she could count on one hand the number of times time she had seen, seen him since he was yeah. born. And at one point she thinks about, like, when am I going to find the time to visit Anakin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, and I mean, I, I, I was it's, just, I was so bothered by, like, why couldn't, other than we need her to be around to be in stories, if you're presented with that choice, like, why not go into hiding with your children? Right, she's not even in charge of the government. Like, she's just like a, what do they call her? Her title like is... Minister of something? Yeah, or... she's not even that high up. I mean, she's high up, but she's not running the show. Like, no, and even if you are... Right, there is right, there's no, no one person who there's... is irreplaceable in the government. Yeah. Coruscant would not collapse into a heap without yeah. Leia. Like, yeah. It, you know, it, Mon Mothma's running the show right now, but if Mon Mothma, you know, someone pushed her off a skyscraper tomorrow, like... Yeah, it, she it could, would be fine. It, it would work out, and the same yeah. is true with Leia. Like, So they, Winter brings the kids. The kids are, understandably, very upset. Yeah. Because Winter has been their only parent for the their first whole years. Lives. Their whole and lives. And they've left the baby behind. Right, and they... Who's watching Anakin? I know this. It's a nanny droid. I don't think that's safe, but fine. (laughs) So they leave their home, their only parent, mother or father they've ever known. Yep. And then, like, Winter leaves after a few days, and Leia's like, it's been days. They should be comfortable with me now. And I'm like, are you kidding? Yeah. (laughs) And she's, like, not very motherly. (laughs) No, she's a bad mother. She's, like, she gives them the 3PO all the time. She takes them to, like, diplomatic meetings. That they're two. Yeah, why would you take a two-year-old to a reception for a hostile ambassador from Carida, yeah. who yeah. is still loyal to the Emperor? Why also did you even have that guy? Like, what yeah. was this? that subplot made no sense to me. <laughs> You're just skimming past that. Like, yeah, sense. yeah. so but- she gives them to 3PO and says, um, at one, like, 3PO is trying to put them to bed. 3PO is the yeah. one who is reading them a story and putting Singing them to them bed. Singing them a lullaby and putting them to bed. And, I mean, like, Leia's not doing anything else. She's just sitting off with Winter in the other room. Like, he says, uh, 3PO realized that the issue at hand had very little to do with the actual story. According to his new information on young children, the twins were right now feeling displaced and helpless. With so many things out of their control, they needed to exert their power to insist on some tiny spot of stability. Jason needed to see that he could affect his, uh, have some effect on his surroundings. Um, which is like, great. Hey, why didn't Leia read some of these child development yeah. books? No, she's too busy. She gets in a fight with, I mean, not a fight, but she gets, like, very snappy and harsh with them about, like, 
when to put the bubble bath in the tub yeah, like, in relation and to the three is the one who's like you know why don't we just let them do what they want because they're two and like yeah like whatever. why don't we just have why don't we just have two bubble orbs in the tub maybe yeah fine. like it's yeah and leia's like no they need to learn like they need to learn that they're gonna do it my way yeah not winter's way and I, it's i don't know leia's just like no, Leia is truly... I don't recognize this Leia. Leia is despicable in this yeah. book. Like, she's yeah. hateful towards her husband. She is, like, alternately sort of indifferent and put upon with her children. I, yeah. There's, like, never a moment of warmth. She's never no. uh, happy that they're around. She's either worried that she's not doing enough for them, or she's aggravated that she has right. to be doing something for them. Right. And, like, when Han finally does come back from Kessel, Leia is just, like, she acts, the kind of reception she gives him is the sort of reception that would be appropriate if he had come back on time and everything had been fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's no, like, conversation about, like... Where it's just like, I missed you. Did you miss me? That's it. There's yeah. no, like, oh my god, are you okay? Right, I had, you know, a really hard time without you. So yeah. Or, you know, it would also be used, I, although I feel like Han would be well within his rights to be like, hey, why the hell didn't you look for me? <laughs> yeah, why didn't you, because eventually she does call the guy on Kessel Duel, and it's like, hey, he has like, Han showed up, and he of course lies, and then she's like, I think he's lying, and I was like, why didn't you do this the first moment you were like, oh, it's been a really long time, you know, I think maybe, you know, instead of getting mad... I don't know, doing something. She just does nothing the whole No, book. it's it's really disheartening. Yeah, and yeah, it's just a very a very like a shell of Leia. Yeah, and like why did who the various authors of the expanded universe decide that like the best use of like Leia's future, the best the best way we could imagine Ford was her to just be like a beleaguered bureaucrat. Cuz yeah, I it you know, that was something that I was thinking of yeah. as I was reading this, is that these expanded universe books, at least the ones that we've read so far where Leia is, like, at this point, has just been turned into, like, a, like a, just a politician, and, like, that's it, right? That, like, there's nothing exciting about her. She seems bored with what she's doing. Yeah. She's not the one who gets to go off on any of the adventures. No, she it, just sends people on adventures. She sends people on adventures. She seems very deeply unhappy. And that is so sad. <laughs> it's really upsetting. And she seems really deeply unhappy, but she also indicates that she has no capacity to, like, affect her own circumstances. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, that everything is just happening to her and she's... Yeah, like, well, this is just what I have to do. Like... Why not tell them, you know, like, okay, I'll do this for another year, but then I'm going to retire to spend some time with my family, you know? Right. Or, like, you know, you know, when my kids are, you know, 12 or 13, you know, maybe I'll step back into the spotlight, but for now, like, I'm just gonna kind of lay low and if there's, you know, a big emergency, I'm happy to give advice and step in. But for the most part, like, I'm gonna... Yeah, for the day-to-day -day running of government, I'm not gonna be available. Right. I'm just gonna, you know, take care of them. We've been through a lot. Like, I'm gonna take care of my family. And she's or she, don't, but or then don't, just lean yeah. into that decision. Have Winter like stay and raise them. Have a consistent governess. Like she would be kinder to do it like the you know the royal family did it in the twentieth century, where you have like 
governess and staff who are like generally raising the kids and then the parents like see them in the evening and talk right. for 15 minutes and occasionally take them on holiday and you have a right. warm relationship but you're not the one doing the work of raising the kids but don't like don't Pretend, claim right. you're doing the work of raising the kids and right, then ignore them and let have 3PO do all the work 3PO yeah. is a protocol droid right and like, and, like thank he is for trying 3PO. his best he is doing the he's parenting like 10 times harder than Leia than Leia his or parents. Han or and, Han and or Luke who at the end of the book is like, kids are, are, are a wonder. <laughs> yeah, he's like playing with Jason and Jaina and is just essentially thinking to himself, like, I've almost never even seen children before. Yeah, like on Tatooine, like there were no children. Like, what is children? <laughs> Luke. He's also like playing with them. By using By, the force to, like, pick them up and down, and he almost dropped Jaina from the ceiling to the floor. Yeah, and never just, like, that's what your and daughter. And doesn't even say anything, and she's no. in the room. Uh, it's, yeah, just the, yeah, the treatment of, the, and it does, like, we were hard-pressed not to talk about this before this happened, but you texted that, like, it makes perfect sense why Jaina and Jason are the way they are in Young Jedi Nights, and I think that is very true that like I mean you know they come off like kids you know a little bit you know from Leia's perspective sort of bratty um but like they're just like completely inconsistent upbringing they're yeah. like total lack of supervision yeah, <laughs> from the un- time that they're two yeah they're right? unsupervised they don't have a consistent like presence and they're like I mean transitioning a child from one caregiver to another caregiver is very difficult yeah. and you know things happen in childhoods it, ha- it that force force it you know when that happens it takes a lot of work to help children reacclimate and right to feel right. at home and accept a new caregiver and understand what their new life situation right, especially is especially a two-year-old right they can barely yeah and they don't he, understand what's going on and here they're just like this is your mother love her now yeah. Even Winter, like when they're crying because yeah. Winter is leaving, Winter is just like, stop crying. Yeah. I was just taking care of you. That is your mother. Right. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go back and take care of the other one. <laughs> I have to go take care of Anakin now. We hope the nanny droid didn't malfunction. <laughs> yeah. He's been alone with, with days. the nanny droid for three days. It's really, uh, it's really mind-boggling, <laughs> the whole thing. Like, I don't think Han, there's no indication in this to me that Han should still be married to Leia. No. Why would he stay with her? Also, when he comes home, her, her question is, did you miss me? Yeah. And when he's like, oh, you know, I was really busy with being kidnapped and tortured and everything. She gets mad. Yeah. He's like, oh, I missed you so much. I love you. And it's like, aha, teehee. But she is like, like a cartoonish. And it seems like within their dynamic, like a cartoonish, high maintenance, almost like reality show girlfriend. Yeah, like, it almost seemed like a like a very immature, like high school, really. Like yeah, a lot of like game playing. And... Yeah, we're. I'm thinking almost of. Uh, I don't know why this one popped into my head, but Scarlett Johansson's character in that movie Don John. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like super high maintenance and gorgeous but you need to do exactly what i say and right. if not you're being hurtful to me and all that right. kind of yeah it's their marriage is a real like their marriage is a sham 
They're the sham. Children They're are terrible ignored. Parents. They're yeah. terrible parents. <laughs> like, They're yeah. just like just call it quits. Yeah, like let Han go. He could still live a life. Yeah. Apparently Han's yeah. not doing anything. Let Han raise these kids. Like yeah. the entire time that we've been with these books, Han is not doing anything. No, and we had that he up until courtship, he was apparently still in the military. In courtship, yeah. he gave up his military role. Right. And in this book, they're like, "Why don't you go be an ambassador?" And he's like, "I know." And not, I'm not even re- like the Republic. Leia is the one yeah. who's like, "Well, like you know, Kessel would be a great get. Why don't you just like go go to Kessel?" <laughs> And he's like, okay. <laughs> I guess I'm an ambassador now. And yeah, in the like Young it's Jedi not... Knights books, he has like four or five different jobs that he's doing. Like, show, he's a chauffeur. He's a chauffeur mostly. Or then, like at one point, they're like, oh, Leia said you should go check out something on the Outer Rim. Like, go do that. And, yeah. But I mean, it's it's real bad for, for yeah. Han. Yeah. yeah. So Leia, definite low point. Definite low point. High point? Kipteron! Uh, I love Kipteron! Yeah, Kipteron's super cute. I he, I wish we had more of him. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be book. a major figure yeah. as these books as, progress. Yeah, and they sort um, of set it up that way. But yeah, he's super cute. He's very lovable from... He's a very good kind of, uh, like, coming-of-age protagonist figure. Yeah. He doesn't have the, like, the whininess or the strong naivete, but he is like super gung-ho yeah happy to help he's he basically saves them yeah he saves them in the the maw when they fly into the black hole cluster yeah and you know it's a very weird i wrote it at the end that like the revelation that he's force sensitive sort of like gets tacked on (laughs) to the end yeah i mean it's crazy that it took until it took han like full-on saying it took Kit full on saying to Han like, "Oh, uh, someone told me I'm sensitive with the Force," and Han being like, "Okay, great." And I mean, to Han's credit, that is all it takes. But there right. were a lot of signs before yeah. that, like he right. forced commands a guard to let him sit yeah. in a certain space, and he does all this um, Force stuff. Where it's just like, Han, you've seen all this before. Right, yeah, Han's just very concerned. He's busy, <laughs> you know. He's been enslaved. Yeah, but yeah, Kip Duran was a great. I I, I would say them the. the um, introduction of Kipdron, Dala, and oh goodness, Kui? Yep, Kuizooks. Kuizooks were all like great new characters. characters. So Admiral Dala is the um, almost said she's the Admiral. <laughs> she's the Admiral of this Imperial Navy that's been in hiding. Um, she They've been so um, sort of sequestered and, and so far out of reach that they have no idea that the Emperor Empire has fallen. Yeah, they, they have heard- no idea that the first Death Star blew up, the second Death Star blew up, that Moff Tarkin is dead. Like, they know nothing. And so when she captures Han, she sort of, like, tortures him into revealing, like, what happened. Um, and she had this sort of, like, secret love relationship <laughs> with Grand Moff yeah, Tarkin. Yeah, she was, she was sleeping with Grand Moff Tarkin, which is yeah, which is really, really something. And they do say, they do mention she was like, well, he's way older than me, but, like... It was, it was good. It was, it was a good time. <laughs> but <laughs> she she's also, like, like, hasn't cut her hair since yeah. she took on the Admiralty, so. Yeah, they talk about how beautiful her hair is. Yeah, that she has this, like, bright red hair that is all the way down to her hips, and they, yeah. it almost, it's like she has Ariel from the Little Mermaid's hair. Yeah, it's like, it, like, They talk about it, like, undulating and stuff, yeah. and, like, when she gets really upset that it almost seems like her hair is gonna, like, come to life and attack somebody. Yeah, yeah. Like, She's, like, super awesome. And there's a lot of mentioning about how the, 
emperor was not a fan of women. And yeah, the, so the emperor was sexist. Yeah, super sexist. And so it was very surprising to Han um, that a woman could have, like, risen in the ranks this, this high. Yeah, and um, it, it turns out that she... When she was being ignored, that she, like, logged on to the Imperial computers yeah. under, like, a male name and was making all these useful suggestions and Grandma Tarkin right, noticed like and came her, to yeah. find. And when it turned out that it was her, he sort of whisked her off. Yeah. Um, and was like, you're, you're my new girlfriend, but also. <laughs> you're my new girlfriend, but, like, you're, but also I'm putting you in charge of these Star Destroyers. Yeah, Star Destroyers. Um, and then Quizooks. Um, is an alien who Grandma she Tarkin, gorgeous. I didn't yeah. look at her picture, but they talk about her. She has like light blue skin, and her hair is like long white feathers. Yeah, and... I think they describe her as like sinewy, like she's very like she bird like. Yeah. yeah, very bird like. Um, she like she prances was... around. Yeah, she was kidnapped. At her and a bunch of her people, like young children, were kidnapped by Tarkin um, and sort of trained by him, uh, and she stood out as like a very smart. Right, um, it was like the kids were all taken from different portions of the planet and forced to do all like learn all this crazy stuff because right. apparently Tarkin had heard that the children of this alien race had all this intellectual potential that right, could potentially be unlocked. Yeah. And so anytime that a ch- one of them failed at a task, then they would be killed and their whole area of the planet would just be like obliterated yeah. from the sky. And Kui was the only one to survive. And so she was actually the one who created the Death Star, created yeah. the World Destroyers, uh, yeah. created... The, the Mads Mikkelsen of the expansion. Yeah, so <laughs> she built all this stuff, but they never told her what it was for. Right. So she yeah. had all these, like, nice ideas of how yeah, these things could Yeah, she's very, very naive. Yeah, because Han's like, it's called the Death Star. <laughs> what did you think it was going to do? And she's like, I don't know. Yeah, but she like, sort of naively thought that these uh, inventions, these like big... Yeah, like, oh, you could use it to, you know, destroy like a, a, a dead planet to get it right, out of the right, way. Or, and... Right, an asteroid is like, you know, impending impact on a planet. You could use it to destroy that. Like, so yeah, she sort of was told that it would help people. Um, and uh, so she, her, she sort of has the, you know... Yeah. sort of awakens her to this fact that like the Sun Crusher, which is this, this ship um, that can, can just destroy whole solar systems, is actually going to be used to destroy right. whole solar system. Um, and and so yeah, so the sort of introduction of these like new yeah, all the new characters, those yeah. new characters are all great. Gantoris has a low know. point. He's a real weirdo. He's a real weirdo. He. You know what, maybe we should put him under the larger Luke umbrella. Okay. Like. Yeah, yeah, because Luke's story is just crazy. He, he seems to just kind of like wander into ideas and it's just like, I'm just going to do it. And yeah. there's like a better way to do this. Yeah, like he right? goes and starts, he goes and starts finding people to recruit to his Jedi Academy before he's found a place for the Jedi Academy. Before he found a place for the Jedi Academy. And, like, there's no system of, like, finding people. Like, he's just sort of, like, stumbling on, like, no, rumors. No, so he, he asks 3PO and R2 to look through computer records of right. everywhere to find and, people yeah, everywhere. who seem unusually lucky or people who maybe, like, predicted stuff or things like that. Right. And then he's also trying to use, like, 
Ancestry.com to find <laughs> people who might be descendants of Yeah, and that's where they find Scantoras. They find, which, like, I had to get up and leave the book in peace for a second when this happened. But they're, like, rebuilding from, like, battles that had happened during the Thrawn trilogy, and they find, like, a Jedi Force scanner. Right. In the rubble. They're just like, oh, this is a thing that, like, <laughs> So apparently the Emperor had, like, some storage facility where he kept, like, Jedi Force Finders. And it's just basically, like, a thing that you stick on the back of someone's neck and it's like, ding, 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 you're Force Sensitive. <laughs> or, like, wah, wah. Like, See, no like, I remembered when we were doing Young Jedi Knights, yes. I remembered that. And so I was like, why did they not keep using that? Yeah. But the thing is, Luke only goes out to find two people. He is the laziest <laughs> human being in the galaxy. He goes he, and finds Gantoris. He also didn't, you like, he found that thing, but that's not how he found Gantoris. Like, no, Lando he, used it. Right, Lando's the one who used it on Timo. But he goes to find Gantoris, and Gantoris is like, you seem like a real weirdo. I've had these dreams about some weirdo coming. Like, <laughs> I'm, I don't trust you. And Luke's like, but please trust me, I'm the best. And Gantoris <laughs> is like, no. And then he makes Luke walk over fire. Which I didn't realize was a force talent. <laughs> no. And the thing is, there's no indication that Luke knew it was a force talent either. No, he's just like, I guess I'll give him my best shot. <laughs> like, I'll walk when over he walks fire. across the lava. Um, <laughs> and so, I mean, he, Gantoris puts Luke through all these trials that are trying to murder him. I have a lot of questions about the culture of, this, of these people that yeah, Gantoris this is leading. Really crazy. But also, this also for me raises a question about like what is the function of the new republic exactly because i don't know they know that there is this outpost <laughs> of 50 people who are trapped on this hellhole planet of volcanoes yeah. and poison and death and they're just like oh i guess that's just your life until you can do something for one of somebody powerful and then we can find yeah. you a new planet in 10 minutes the um, new republic seems useless also like when luke this is a smaller point, but when Luke goes into the Senate or whatever to be like, can I start a Jedi Academy? They're all like, they give it like one second of like, I don't know. And they're like, well, do whatever you want. <laughs> also, apparently, the New Republic Senate is run like Congress in the movie 1776. Yeah. Where you can just like, <laughs> you can just wander in and start talking about whatever's on your mind. Right. right. Just like bring up a thing. Yeah, but he's right here. And Luke, like, he gives a false impression of the book that he's like, oh, I've been, like, preparing myself to, like, go into the Senate and, like, ask for this. But, like, he has not given it a thought. No. Like, like, and I also, I don't know why he has to ask unless he wants them to fund the Jedi Academy in some way or something like that. Right, yeah, like, they're not, I don't think the Jedi Academy is, like affiliated. No, like, if I want to go open a Jedi Academy, I can. I don't have right. to get, like, a license from the state or anything, unless I'm sure that there are certain rules if I'm going to be, like, taking care of children of a certain age or something right, like that. Right, but right. if I want to go just, like, open a Jedi Academy for adults, like, I can right. do that. Yeah. It's not going to be accredited, but he's not right. asking for accreditation. No, but... right. Yeah, yeah, so Gantoris, uh, you know, and I don't really know what the, like, what Gantoris, he's a weirdo, Gantoris, he's <laughs> just, like, and then Luke also goes and recruits this guy Strain, who wants Leave to close him. Strain alone. Is All Strain wants say. is to close himself off from the Force because he's so Force sensitive. He's constantly hearing the thoughts what, and feelings right. of everyone around him. 
And Luke talks him into it by saying, like, I can teach you how to close it off. I know you've been living in complete isolation because human beings and their thoughts and feelings give you such anxiety. But just come with me and I'll get you away from all those problems. And then Luke takes him to Coruscant. Coruscant. Yeah, this poor Suki Stackhouse guy, like, has to, like, go to Coruscant where there's a thousand people all thinking thoughts. He's so anxious. And just is like, oh, bye, I gotta go. (laughs) Because he has no plan. Right, so it's just like Serene and Cantoras. Like, I would love to see the buddy comedy of those two <laughs> because that would be great. But they're just like hanging out on Coruscant, and Leia's like, I guess I'll like show them around. I don't know. Like, what do I do with them? Just hanging out on Coruscant, waiting for Luke to get back and start that the academy. Right. That he recruited them for as if it already existed. Existed. It does not and exist. It does not even have an address. No. Also, like, it seems like a much easier way to do this would to be, like, send out, I don't, they don't have newspaper, but, like, send out some sort of, like, call being, like, have you noticed? Send out a have, vid. Like, right, have magic powers. Like, are you extremely lucky and you don't understand why? Like, you may be Force-sensitive. I have this Force-sensitive testing thing. Like, just come by. I'll test you. Yeah. Maybe you can join the Academy if you want to. Right. Luke is also very, like pushy. <laughs> Luke is incredibly aggressive about recruiting people to the Academy. And that was another thing that really bothered me where Luke seems to have decided that like, if you are sensitive to the force, that's just it. Like, right. This is your job. This is what you have to do. Right. You don't have a choice. Like he says that when he's talking about Gantoris, he said he needed to convince Gantoris to listen to him, to see the need for rebuilding the Jedi Knights. But why would someone from an isolated colony with no conception of galactic politics bother to care? If Gantoris was indeed a descendant of the long-ago Tyenia, Luke had to make him care. Why, Luke? Yeah, why? Who cares? Like, if he is not into politics and doesn't want to join your stupid school, which is stupid, like, then fine. (laughs) Don't. I've seen what the Jedi Academy becomes. The other thing, and this is maybe a larger, a larger problem with the book, is that, like, something that I think the Han Solo trilogy actually does fairly well is, like, the conception of time and space. Like, this book, I felt like, even though it's 350 pages, like, it's not fast-paced in its, like, narrative. No. But it seems very fast-paced in, like, Luke's on the Gantoris planet, he's on Bespin, he's on Coruscant. Like, there's no sense of travel or, like, I don't know. I just, I felt like the book moved fast in the sense that, like, everyone's just everywhere except well, Leia. And I guess the book takes place in a, within about a week? A week. But, like, there's no, there's no, like, downtime. Well, I think this is, this seems to be a thing with Kevin J. Anderson, J. Anderson yeah. between this and the Young Jedi Knights book, is that he likes to alternate perspective by chapter. So, right. which is not not a rare thing. Like, no, so like all through this book, we would have like a Luke chapter, then a Leia chapter, then a Han chapter, then a Han chapter, then a Luke chapter. You know, it was like right, yeah, like bouncing around. Constantly. Yeah, maybe that was part of it. But, from, it just... but like it makes it so you can never build up momentum with anybody because right, these people were not together. Right, and there are stories to me like why is this called Jedi Search? Like we're not searching for Jedi that much. We're mostly like, oh look, there's a Jedi. Come on, Jedi. Like, there's not a whole lot of, like... No, Luke finds two guys. Two Lando, Lando goes and looks for a guy, and that one right. doesn't pan out. And then at the end, Han brings Kip and is like, you could train him too. And Luke's like, oh, two men and a traumatized child. I'm ready to go. Yeah, like, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, it just... It, 
to me, this seemed much more a Han story than Yeah, and he's Luke's. also being really passive-aggressive and unsupportive of Leia in a time when she could really use a friend. Like, yeah, or just, like, some help. Yeah, <laughs> when he's, ta- when he's saying, like, you're not doing, you're not concentrating on your force training enough, and she's Shut like... Shut up, Luke. Yeah, she's like, look, I'm really stressed out with the government, and with anticipating my children coming home, and I want to learn to be a good mother, and I want to yeah. take care of all this stuff, and maybe I'm just not supposed to be, you know, a Jedi Knight, maybe I'm just supposed to do all this other stuff. Right. And he says, if that is your destiny, Leia, it's a good thing, I'll start training other Jedi soon. Yeah, and then they just, like, jerk. stare at each other awkwardly for a while. He's a jerk. And for someone so high and mighty, he has no idea what he's doing. When he starts yeah. pushing on nubs in people's brains using the Force. Yeah, yeah, he... And also the whole thing with, like, well, until you're two years old, like, the dark side will just snatch your head. Like, he, he maybe he read that, like, in a book somewhere. Yeah, and was what like, is that based on, Leia? Like, also... Both of those kids end up going to the dark side at some point. So, like, good job, Luke. Good job. Great job. You did great. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe if they could have formed an appropriate, like, a, a an attachment to a consistent caregiver, like, right? Maybe we wouldn't have Darth Cadis. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, just feel like no, I just feel like those children have never been hugged by a human because Winter does not seem very warm. No, she seems like a good. Like, she's very good at making sure they stay alive, but... I think Winter not... could be a very solid governess, but I don't think Winter's yeah. going to take care of your emotional needs. No, and, yeah, there's that, there's... Luke doesn't even know what a child is. <laughs> <laughs> like, also, it seems... I am also can have a lot of questions about Winter, because when she was... When she appeared in the Han Solo trilogy, she was presented as Leia's essentially, like, sister. Um, yeah. Best friend, sister, right. confidant. Really and in this book, Leia constantly refers to her as a servant. Yeah. Like, Leia's servant Winter was coming. But, yeah. you know, so like. Yeah, in the Hans Old trilogy, they, you know, the way Winter talks about Leia is like, we're best friends. Yeah. The, I mean, and I'm pretty sure that Leia's parents raised Winter as their own. Oh, yeah. But, I'm, yeah, when Luke does the thing where he discovers if you just, like, poke someone's brain with the force, it'll slap you. Yeah, um, he just finds that by accident. Like everything that happens to Luke is just like, oh, I need to check this out. Like yeah. he doesn't know also, anything. What, what has he been doing for the last couple of years? Because Thrawn thing happened. Oh, two years, I guess two years ago. Yeah, the, the twins were born at the end of the Thrawn trilogy. Like, has he just been sitting around being like, huh? I should probably start a Jedi Academy. <laughs> I'll he, get on that tomorrow. Yeah, like he's got. Yeah, what has anyone been doing with their time except Leia, who's just been like feeling sorry for herself and yeah. not establishing good boundaries? Like, right? No, it's really upsetting. Yeah. Um. High point. Yeah. Kevin J. Anderson is very good at creating monsters. Yes, those monsters were effing scary. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the sticky spider thing. Yeah, the glitter stem spider. Yeah, which is also. Not, I mean, not entirely, but some of that reminded me of, like, a dune, the way that it creates the spice. Like, that's a little bit of a dune. Oh, is it? Well, yeah. <laughs> not the creature itself, on dune there's worms, but, but the, when you find out that, like, that's the creature that actually, like, produces spice, that's something that is a big plot point in dune. Oh, that's um, interesting. But that was, and, and the bogies? Yeah, the bogies. Yeah, that was also really cool. 
Like, I wanted the bogeys to have a bigger part in the story. Yeah, so when Han is sent into the spice mines of Kessel, and just, like, the structure of the spice mines of Kessel is yeah. sort of, like, nightmarish, all of that stuff. Like, the total, yeah. the total darkness and the lack of air and, I mean, Yeah, they, the, like... Yeah, like, be, not being able to see and then going into a place of light and, like, your eyes having to adjust, like, the yeah. description of that. And, is... like, the, ex- yeah, the extreme cold and, like, the, t- you have no conception of time and, uh, oh, yeah, here's the description of the, the thing in the tunnels that's yeah. been eating oh, everybody. It's, it's super like, creepy. Han saw the monstrous creature rise up from its lair on the grotto floor, a huge spider made of blown glass, all sharp edges, with a yeah. hundred legs and a thousand eyes. The bristling legs moved in a blur as it clambered up the debris toward the glowing bogey struggling in the spice web. Like, that is some scary stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, and Han's, like, peeing his pants like, the whole time. (laughs) Which is also kind of a high point. (laughs) He's, like, genuinely, like, we have to get the F out of here because this is, like, just nightmare land. Like, that and, like, the creation of uh, Duel as a villain... It's yeah. just, like, you know, his sort of, like, the ways in which he's, like, frightening and grotesque, but then also sort of, like, sniveling. And, yeah. 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 That was, yeah, the, the Kessel stuff was really interesting. It was weird. I felt it, it was sort of, like, a weird shift when they, like, left Kessel. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I feel like you could have spent the whole book of them, like, trying to get off. Yeah, that's uh, maybe another sort of um, hallmark of Kevin G. Anderson's writing seems to be that, like, a lot of stuff happens very quickly. Very quickly, yeah. Um, Yeah. Or, like, maybe, you know, not even necessarily a lot of stuff, because that wasn't something that came up for us with Young Jedi Knights, but a lot of locations. Yes, a lot of locations. In motion. We're always moving from place to place to place as fast as possible. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, I would have liked to have spent more time. Like exploring castle. Yeah, I would like to know way more about. Also, so oh, okay, this is a small point, but okay. with this, I guess, just made me laugh. So early on with Duel, when they're describing him, and I have no mental picture for Duel yeah, whatsoever. No. Yeah. Um, but early on when they're describing Duel, um, they Han says that he has like a yellow cravat that he wears when he's in like mating. Season. Yeah, 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 and he's like, but there's got, there's no way there's any women around here. And I thought because Duel is very frog-like and described in these like amphibian terms, I thought it was like one of those sort of like neck pouches that like lizards yeah, yeah, yeah. puff up and it turns a color. But it's just a piece of clothing. Yeah, it is a literal cravat that he puts on. <laughs> Whenever he wants to, whenever he wants to have sex, he goes and puts on a yellow cravat. cravat. It has nothing to do with his, like, (laughs) physiology. And I have to say, I thought that was insane. Yeah. (laughs) Are we supposed to know who these people are? No, I don't think so. I don't think Duel has appeared before. Yeah, the way that they introduced Duel and (sighs) Skinnix? Yeah, I don't remember how to say his name, even though I did. It just, it seemed like there was a familiarity there that, like, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to remember. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. But, no, I mean, I'm pretty think. sure this is Duel's first appearance, but I think they're just trying to make him yeah. seem to fit. Like, right. he, like he was Pardon. always there, even though he's a new character. Yeah. But, but I thought he was good. And, you know, like, his sort of evilness was very well established with the 
um, prison for, like, women that he keeps and using his, uh, using his offspring as, like, worker slaves that he kills before they come of age. And so, like, there's a lot of darkness. Yeah, Duel's dark character. Yeah. Um, maybe this would be a good time to answer a question that was posted in the comments of our, uh, of our show notes post, which, so this is a question, uh, that is when you are reading the expanded universe books, are you seeing or imagining the characters as the actors from the movie or are they slightly different in your mind's eye? I asked because I realized that when I was imagining the characters as you were talking about them, I wasn't really seeing the actors. Which makes sense if you've already formed a picture in your mind of a character from a book before a movie comes out, like with Harry Potter, which is a little surprising with characters who were movie first for a long time. Yeah. So. Hmm. That's a really good question. Yeah. I think I, this is going to sound more complicated than it is. I think Mm -hmm. I imagine them like looking like the actors, Mm -hmm. but I, the characters are different. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Like, for me, I don't have a super visual imagination. Um, Like, my, when I'm reading, uh, I guess describing your, the way your brain works is an interesting undertaking. (laughs) But when I'm reading, I don't, I'm not usually getting a lot of images. It's just about, like, me and the words. Like, I'm not necessarily engaging visually. So, um, I have... I have no, like, the alien creatures that we get described, like, I have no idea what they are whatsoever. I just, like, don't key into that. So, I sometimes think of the actors, and sometimes I don't. I almost use, like, I guess maybe, like, visual, like, visually thinking of the actors is almost like a litmus test for me, like, with the dialogue. Like, if I can, if it's the, if I can, if I can imagine the words coming out of those characters' mouths, then I imagine the actors. And, like, I mean... I didn't imagine Carrie Fisher at all in no. this book. I, I imagine, like, that's what Leia looks like. So, like, I picture her, but, like, I did not picture Carrie Fisher playing. No. Yeah. And like, I think that's true with Courtship, too. Like, I think we talked about how, like, the characters really sounded like, like, even though the choices they were making were crazy. But the, like, the way they were written, their dialogue really did sound like... Sounded like them. Actors were saying those words. In this book, I did not... No. For almost. I can't think of a scene. I, I can think of one, which is when <laughs> they're in the little crappy ship trying to pass themselves off as Imperials oh, yeah. to the um, Star Destroyers, and Han just, like, makes up a code. Yeah. When they're yeah. like, oh, like, verbally confirm, and he just, like, says some BS. Right. And like, that's not right. And he's like, yeah, go figure. Like, right, that moment. Really yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, there's, like, little tiny, I guess, little tiny moments. But for the most part, like, I didn't feel like this book captured no the characters from the original trilogy. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. Except that, like... Well, I wouldn't mind if it right, was if the characters upgrade. were making choices. Right. But right. It, it didn't feel like an upgrade. Right, it doesn't, right, it feels like a, a lesser version yeah of the characters i mean um, i guess that's sort of a, a thing with keeping their story going there has to continue to be conflict 
But I just feel like there must be a way <laughs> to to create it and to do it without them being disappointing people. This is like when Disney makes sequels and then the right. protagonist from the first Disney movie is like disappointing as an adult because there has to be conflict. So like in The Lion King 2, Simba's right. pride, Simba is a real stick in the mud and not listening to Kiara even though right. like, she sees Kovu for who he <laughs> is. He's yes. not just a new scholar. So. Right. And that happened. Oh, I have not watched that in a long time. <laughs> um, it's also yeah. true in like Lady in the Tramp Part Two, Scamp's Adventure, and I mean, right. you know, I, I could go on. <laughs> <laughs> Can keep going. Um, but yeah, like this, I you, the characters, like the completion right. of the characters' growth and arc from your original story, sort of has to go away so that you can have con- conflict and growth for a new thing. So Han, ha- Han, and Leia have to be sort of forever trapped in this like bickering and love but not quite getting each other thing right, with why can't their relationship mature wow. right and i think that it can like i think the answer is that you could do that and you could also which like maybe would just shatter the star wars <laughs> universe completely but like why can't we just have a book or a short story or whatever where like han and leia are just like having a fight like they're just yeah like a very normal, like, couple tiff, right? And it's just, like, a day in the life of Leia as this minister. She just has to take care of this kid she hasn't seen, you know, for most of their lives. Yeah, but, why like, couldn't they just, like, have a fight about whether or not the kids have to go to bed or if they can stay up late this one time? Right, like, like you don't... The, I think... Problem may be too strong a word, but I think what's frustrating is, like, you have these sort of trilogies, right, and these sort of standalone books where, like, something ginormous happens, right? That, like, there's a sun crusher. The emperor has been cloned. Like, it doesn't need to be... And, like, we learned last week, right, with, with Tales from Jabba's Palace, is that it doesn't need to be a world-ending event for characters in the Star Wars universe to thrive, right? That, like, it can be a little day-to-day weirdness. Yeah. Like, it could be a simpler story than this. Or why um, not make it just a purely, um, you know, smoke-filled room, backroom politics, wheeling and dealing kind of Star Wars Right. And story. also, like, I don't understand why we can't stick to one character. No. And why can't Leia like what she's doing? Right. Or, she, or we could have a, a book about how she comes to the realization that, like, you know, when I was 16, 17, whenever she started politics, right, like, I was so gung-ho, like... There was a rebellion going on, like, it was exciting, and now we're at this point, like, this isn't fulfilling anymore, and, like, I need to figure out what to do next. Yeah. Right? And I'm not saying that Leia is wrong to have a job. She doesn't have to be a stay-at-home mom to make her happy. No, but she could do something else. Yeah. But it's just that, like, she consistently refuses to take any joy and fulfillment or any aspect of her life. Right. Like, she does not enjoy being a, a a mother. She does not enjoy her relationship with her husband. She does not enjoy her work. She does not seem to enjoy her relationship with her brother at this point. Like... <laughs> Who would? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> but, like, I think he, like... And, and Luke, too. And Han, to some extent, as well. Like, nobody seems particularly happy yeah, in their like, life. Why can't they have a good life? Yeah, or if they don't have a good life, why can't the story be about them, like, getting, like, and I think that's part of the problem with these books being about, like, life and death, huge, like, the sun crusher, like, level of problem, is that the smaller problems that are actually, to me, more interesting 
get completely swept under the rug, right? Yeah. Because we got to save the universe, right? Instead of being like, you know, yeah, like a palace intrigue kind of thing or, you know, something going wrong with like, you know, some kind of diplomatic mission, right? It doesn't need to be a giant problem to capture the imagination of these characters. They, all, they go on vacation and they get stranded somewhere for like, and they have to figure right. out how to get a off. A bucket episode. I like, would <laughs> love a Gilligan's <laughs> Island bucket episode. In the- <laughs> like to just, because the thing is with the, the Tales from Jonas Palace is so great, right? And those stories are so small and specific. You could do that with your main character. Yeah. It's just no one does. No, they're all, and that's, everyone is constantly having to, like, raise the stakes and try to, you know, there has to right, be. make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to me, and, like, obviously, again, these aren't real people, so it's hard to do that. But to think about these characters and how much they go through from, like, the end of Jedi until, like, the end of New Jedi Order, like, you would be insane. Like, the amount of times your children are kidnapped, they're falling to the dark side, people you know are dying, like entire planets are blowing up like it is non-stop bombardment of like insane horrible things well, happening I mean, to his family like and i i think he's a good character but like kip duran like kip yeah. duran when he was eight years old uh was taken and flung into the spice mines of kessel with his parents his parents were killed he yeah. slaved in the spice mines for years, had right. just strangers and guards around him, has not, he's like 16, 17 now, has not seen the sun since right. he was eight, years, eight old. years old. Like, and they're just like, oh, nice to meet you. You want to come to the Jedi? Like, there's no yeah. kind no, of... Right. No sense of, of trauma or, like, lasting effect of these things yeah. on, like, a mental emotional level. Right, and I understand that, you know, characters just, like, weeping and meeting with psychiatrists and having panic attacks and having... Right, it's not... Making right. progress and having setbacks and ultimately settling into right. a good life. Like, that may not be compelling on the page, but then, like, you could do something, you know? Like... Yes. You could do yes. something. There could be a nod to a healing process. Or if not, then don't torture your characters like that. It doesn't right. have to be that. Right. It doesn't have to be, like, doom and gloom 24-7. No, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and I think that's part of why stories that don't really... F- and I wonder, because, like, we both have not read the X-Wing Squadron books, and I wonder if they'll do a different type of work than these books, but... To, like, go to, to characters that, like, we barely know or don't know that well, like, makes sense. Because, you know, we can get a history of, you know, strife and struggle with those characters. And it doesn't feel like these poor people have just gone, like, you know, first Death Star, second Death Star, you know, throng. Like, it's just non- Oh, yeah, I mean, it's just all, anytime a character comes in to the narrative who hasn't just been relentlessly attacked by (laughs) life for decades, it's such a breath of fresh air. Like, it's amazing when Lando shows up. It's fantastic when, like, new characters show up. It's like, thank God. Right. Someone without this baggage. Yeah, yeah. I guess Lando's probably the happiest. Yeah. Of all of them. This is a very small point compared to what we were just discussing, but it popped back into my head. Um, So 
when Leia is like relaxing after a tough day, she like right. gets into her spa bath or whatever, um, which sounds lovely, yeah. and then puts on a robe and like lays back in a chair. And then there's a knock on the door, and the first thing she does is to check and see if she's naked before That's she a- answers the door. <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever in your life like not known if you? No, but I could. I could probably like feel it. (laughs) No, I'm not. I think even like awaken (laughs) suddenly in the middle of the night. Like I know if I'm naked or pretty quickly whether I'm naked or not. (laughs) Yeah. There's also another weird land moment where she's like talking about buying Han. Like gifts from Corellia? And she bought him like a Ronald McDonald figurine, basically. Yeah, and, and Han's like, like, this wasn't really a huge part of my childhood. And it also made me think that, like, she doesn't know this man at all. No, the gift giving, like, Han went to Again, this incredible with the gift giving. trouble, went to this incredible, like, great lengths to secure these, like, original works of Alderanian art. Yeah, for her, yeah. For her, that, I mean, it was so gorgeous that at first it was, like, even painful for her to look at, but now she really takes right. comfort in them. Right. And so yeah. she was like, oh, well, I should get him something from his home planet, too. And it's like, you realize that he has a completely different relationship to his childhood and his home world that you do. Corellia still exists. Right, yeah, it's still around. If like, he wanted don't worry. something from Corellia, he could just go pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, she basically was... gets him, like, the Shoney's mascot of Corellia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, gift-giving in the Star Wars universe. Really Again, gifts for Leia are very... Gifts for Leia. ...are a very emphasized point here. Like, those... Yeah, the pictures that Han got come up a lot. There yes, must be... In Courtship and in The Young Jedi Nights. There must be a book where, like, he acquires those, because a really big deal yeah. gets made yeah, out I of wonder. them. They get mentioned in Young Jedi Nights, and in this book um, it says that, like, Han wouldn't tell her what he had done to get them. So there yeah, must be a must story. be, like, a story. Yeah. I wonder if it's in maybe, like, The New Rebellion or Children of the Jedi, or one of those, like, standalone Yeah. Books. Oh, at one point, when... Uh, Jason and Jaina catch cold, and so oh yeah, Leia um doesn't go to some committee meetings to stay home and take care of them, which basically means be irritated by them making noise while three PO takes right. care of them. But <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, and the guy calls to give her crap about it. He says, "We need your report right now, Minister Organa Solo. The Orbital Debris Committee is deliberating on the dis- disposition of wreckage around Coruscant." That is the same problem that yeah. Jaina and Loey work right, on in 12 years. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing gets done. <laughs> oh, also that that guy who's still, like, loyal to the Empire throws a drink in Mon Mothma's face. And that actually ends up being incredibly important in Does this it really? I figured it must because, like, they spent a lot of time with that guy and then, like, nothing happened except that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a big setup of a future, of a future okay. plot point. I don't yeah. know. It might be. It might not come up until Champions of the Force. But oh god, laying <laughs> the groundwork actually is a huge thing. Yeah, again, and actually, in my audiobook movies. version of it, he uh, that scene is not was not in the abridged audiobook that I had. That scene was not in the book. And just Ooh. when it comes up in a future book, they were like, "Oh yeah, in a at a diplomatic event, this guy threw a drink in Mon Mothma's face," and like. They didn't yeah, have accepted. Yeah, they didn't have the whole, the yeah. whole hullabaloo. It's very like ceremonial, like yeah, tossing like in a dramatic movie you would see someone yeah. toss a drink in the face. I feel like the the Star Wars 
this is not just this book, although I was, it was really hitting me in this book. Um, you're really aware of the body count in reading the novels yeah. in a way that you're not so much in the yeah. movies. Like, yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of killing. A lot of, a lot of killing. Yeah. Like, when they're escaping from the Imperial place, Han, right. like, uh, shoots all of the Sun Crushers lasers up into the yeah, ceiling yeah, yeah. and like all these stormtroopers get like sucked out into yeah, space like and yeah. killed yeah, that way and when they like ram the Star Destroyer Admi- Admiral Dahl is like crying thinking of the thousands and thousands of people right. who are people dead are now dying. yeah yeah and Hans is like what are we doing Hans is yeah and I mean like I don't blame him for not more yeah, those but no. like there's a, there's a lot of death in these yeah. in these books. Another side note, not at all related to that. 3PO loves changing diapers. <laughs> 3PO is taking his responsibilities as a parent. He is the Tion of this book. <laughs> like, he is a saint. Yeah, like, Han's playing with Jason, and Jason, like, poops his pants at Han. Or, it not Han, Luke. It was Luke. Um, and Luke's like, you take care of it. He hits it to Leia, and 3PO's like, no, 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 like, I got it. <laughs> You are all terrible caretakers. Like, I'll change the diaper. And Luke no wonder you're that, like, let the nanny droids take care of And Luke keeps arguing that Leia should change the diaper, and 3PO saying he should change the diaper, and Leia says nothing because she has no agency or control yeah, right. over her life right. at all. I could talk a lot about Leia. The, the Force was described as a hokey religion three separate times. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, this is not a thing that yeah. people say. No. The thing that Han said Han once. Said once. Yeah, now it's a common phrase. Another thing that caught on, in addition to Han saying "hook your religion," is freezing your enemies in carbonite. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's guy. like a thing now. It's like a really... thing. He started a trend. Yeah, because before that, it was just for freezing. Yeah, it was never heard Nobody of. Nobody had ever heard of doing such a thing. Yeah, everyone thought it was real cruel. It was and real crazy, like, and people were just yeah. like, "Yeah, freeze yeah, like, in carbonite and hang him up on my wall." And like not only did Duel freeze a guy in carbonite, but Duel made sure he was in the midst of being tortured while he froze him in carbonite so that he would really be like splayed out dramatically. Yeah. Um because Kevin J. Anderson really goes in for the grotesque details. He does, yes. Even in the Rancor's tale there was like a lot of weird Which is why he's good at creating nightmares. Like Yeah, no, yeah, he's a good nightmare nightmare fuel. He does really strong nightmare fuel. Yeah. Um but does not seem to know much of love, which is weird because no. he and Rebecca Moista seem to have just a lovely, lovely, really, judging by really their Twitter true. account, yeah. they seem to just be great, but... Yeah, I mean, maybe it was a, a tough... Like, I, I don't know, maybe Thrawn Trilogy will open the door to this a little more. Like, we'll get a little more of a peek of... I mean, I, I guess right. we see Han and Leia so often bumping heads in the movies but that yeah. doesn't mean that it has to be like that all the time like they can have no. tenderness and they do yeah. have tender moments and right. I was thinking in in Empire Strikes Back Leia is more upset about 3PO missing in Cloud City than she is yeah. about Han missing on a Same, dangerous, planet dangerous planet in this book yeah yeah, yeah I don't know I, I mean it's... Yeah, just let them love Jessica yeah <laughs> They don't seem to at all. They no, seem, they like, seem angry that the narrative keeps forcing them to be together. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they, like, haven't been together that much because Luke at one point is like, it's amazing they have three children. <laughs> yeah, they're never <laughs> they're, like, together. They never spend time together. Because and I was, Leia like, oh. is a monster and her life is a nightmare. Like, yeah, and yeah, even if they had a great relationship, I could see her job really putting a strain on what's going on. Cause... Yeah, and they don't seem to have a great relationship. No, they don't, yeah. And there's just, like... I see no compelling reason why Leia's job has to be like this other than she just chooses to have it be like this. Yeah. I mean, you could compare it, I guess, because if you watch, like, The West Wing, um, and in The West Wing they make, like, a huge deal of how incredibly demanding these White House jobs are, that, like, right. the characters have no social life, they have trouble getting going on on dates, they're, they're super early, they're there super late, it's really, really draining. But they have those jobs for, like, two four years like right. maybe maybe you get someone who sticks for a full two terms but very few people do like they're not jobs that you're supposed to have for your whole career right, right. and like nobody expects that of you people expect you to do like your few years in the white house right in those hours and then you go do something else right um yeah yeah and i don't know if like because we never get the sense of her because i think it would be different if she was sort of thinking back to her life before, you know, the first Death Star, right, when she was a politician, and she's, you know, really misses that work and, you know, had a really hard time being, you know, she was good at it, but, like, she struggled with being, you know, in sort of this war situation as, like, a general and really wanted to sort of go back Yeah, she was like, politics. you know what, I know politics – people is what I'm good at, like, I... Right, I'm a very good diplomat, like, I, you know, this is my passion, but it, you never hear her... No. ...say that or think it, right, that she's just, she just seems miserable, and it, and it would be different if she's like, this is just a particularly stressful moment for me, you know, usually, like, I'm really good at this stuff, and I, and I'm really passionate about, you know meeting with ambassadors and whatever, but, like, right now, I'm dealing with Yeah, I love the challenge of figuring these people out. Right, you know, Han's missing, the kids are are a big deal, like, it's just, like, a little bit tough for me in this moment, but she does not think, like, she just is, like, annoyed by every phone call and every request that's made of her, and, you know, it's, it's, she's annoyed by her work, she's annoyed by her kids, she's annoyed by Han, like, there's not... She at one point thinks longingly of being chained to Jabba. Chained to Jabba. I wrote that down and like was screaming. <laughs> yeah, she's like. Yeah, she's, she's like, like. Oh, I mean, yeah. Obviously, I wouldn't really want to live that way, but right. But at least Jabba I didn't have to do, to do anything. Look pretty, like yeah. that was easy. She's yeah. Like, Who are you? What yeah, is this? And if you hate it so much, then don't quit. Do it. Yeah, it's a job. You know, like that's the thing. There is no one who is so amazing at their job that the government will not continue to function without them. Right, well, you're not there. Yeah. And except, apparently, in the Star Wars Expanded Universe, the New Republic with Leia, and it's because everybody knows that Leia's the most important character, so we have to have her around, and Leia knows it too, and she's mad about it. Right, right, right. Yeah, it would be great if, like, now rewriting the entire Expanded Universe, but if, like, after maybe Thrawn, right, they have the twins, and Han and Leia are like, you know what, we're done. Like, we're going to fly off to some distant remote planet, we're going to raise our kids, right? And then, like, a couple years later, when the kids are older, some, like, tragedy happens, and they are, like, pulled back in yeah. to the Republic. 
Because I think the the idea that they have just kind of stayed in the positions that they've been in since the end of the Empire is, like, a little tedious. Yeah. You know, that, like, Leia is still working basically the same job she was working before the Rebellion, right? Um, Han has no job. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't really doing much of anything. And And Luke, too. Yeah, it's sort of just, like, they're all, they all seem very lost and not... But none of them realize it. Like, and like, I wonder if some of this is sort of like um, somehow gendered, like the idea yeah. that um, you know, it's like a mark of being sort of a—I don't really want to say good—but like an admirable woman to be struggling to do everything you need to do, right? That's yeah. Like, well, that's I think a very women are like supposed to want to do everything. Right. Right. And that you're supposed to, if you are a good mother, then you should feel like you're being a bad mother because that shows how much you care, care. about being a right. mother. And if you're, um, you know, dedicated to your job, then you should feel really overwhelmed by your job because that's how you show that you care so that you're good about right. your yeah. job. That this, I feel like, like that's maybe a very like '90s kind of. Yeah, that the feeling of being, the feeling of drowning is like a a, a good thing, right? Yeah, it's like a badge of. <laughs> A badge of right, honor. right. I mean, because I feel right. like some of that is sort of, um, you know, in the culture, right? The idea yes, that for sure we're all yeah, supposed can to have it all about how overwhelmed we are all the time. That if one right. person says like, "Oh my gosh, I have this like, I have this paper," I'm thinking about college students because I spend so much time on campus. Yeah, I have. Oh my god, I have a paper due Friday. Then the next person is supposed to say like, "Oh my gosh, I have two papers in an exam," and the third person's right. like, "Oh, I have two. You know, like. Right, I'll do it. Right, that if you said, like, actually, I've managed my schedule really well and I'm going to relax this weekend, then that, right. like, reflects negatively on you. Yeah, on you. Yeah, well, that's, like, yeah, it's a very cultural, like, you know, if you're not working hard. What am I thinking? Like, the Protestant lot. work ethic or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, like, um, yeah, and so maybe that's sort of bleeding into Leia's. Yeah, that, like, for Leia to be. And I think it is gender to that, like, I that, like, very sort of, you know, idea of, like, you can have have it all right yeah can you have it all you can have it all. i mean they made a movie starring sarah jessica parker that was just called i don't know how she does it which was just about a lady with a lot on her plate yeah right like that's right that you know you you can have it all right but but it's very hard right to to do that and and it's frustrating especially in this book is because it's like luke and han are not doing no they're not (laughs) trying but yeah it's just it's just different where they don't have maybe because and I'm sure that people would disagree with this reading, but I'm thinking, like, maybe because they're male characters and they're heroes and they have this sort of typical hero's arc that they don't right. have to prove themselves to the reader in the right, same way the, that, like, that Leia, Leia has right. to Which prove is ridiculous herself. because Leia, you know, in the original trilogy, I feel like, proves herself more than Yeah, she's got it the most together. <laughs> and I mean, Luke, apparently a year ago, was being Darth Vader, that he was, he'd become the yeah. Emperor's chief lieutenant, and we're all just like, oh... You probably yeah. learned some valuable lessons in Star Jedi Academy now that you're back from the dark side. Maybe that's how he learned about the dark side children rule. Like, if you let me near a baby, I can... I can turn to the dark side like that. <laughs> yeah, it's super interesting. And it's interesting, this book definitely, I think, sets the stage for a lot of things. Yeah. To come. Not just because it's a tril- the first book in a trilogy, but, yeah, like, but, but, like, a lot of stuff that comes after. Yeah, um, I wish the book, like, I understand, I guess it's sort of like with a, when you're writing for a series, I feel like the books should stand on their own a little bit more, 
than this yeah, one does. Yeah, this does not. Cause yeah. This one feels like very much like part of a story. Um, yeah, yeah, it really. Rec- they mentioned Mara Jade's off like looking for smugglers or something. They mentioned Mara Jade. Yeah, that Mara Jade started some sort of smugglers union or <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it's and it's very and they start the book off on and Luke's like I need to recruit like, Mara Jade for the Jedi Academy. Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like they're rebuilding parts of Coruscant that were destroyed. Yeah. In, during the Thrawn uh, battles, and they mentioned the truce at uh, Bakura, which is like another book that we probably have to read. That's a standalone book. Like it, it is very much tied into um, the larger expanded universe. Yeah, I mean, this for me, this book was a real roller coaster because yes. there were plenty of moments that I thought, like when it was going, it was going like gangbusters, going, yeah. you know when. Yeah. When Han and Kip were in, and Chewie were in the, the spice mine tunnels trying to yeah, get away from the creature yeah, and escape great. the guards, yeah. like, that was all really yeah, great. When Lando was going around Kessel with Duel, like, casually yeah. using the word solo in conversation to gauge his reaction and stuff, like, yeah. finding the Falcon, all that was great. Yeah, it was fun. Admiral Dalla and the Star Destroyers, that yeah. was all great. But then, yeah, whenever yeah. it was Leia... Like, or Luke, or uh, pretty much anything on Coruscant. Yeah, like it would just yeah grind to a fast. halt. Yeah, and yeah. hurt my feelings sometimes. Yeah, it's a little yeah, it's a little hard to take. Yeah, uh, but I am interested to see where this goes. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. So what do we want to do? Do we want to so we could podcasting on this podcast? Yeah, <laughs> so we could go back to Tales from Jabba's Palace and do yeah. some more tales, and then go to Dark Apprentice, or we could go straight to Dark Apprentice. I think we should do some tales, yeah, and then okay. come back. Back. So we're gonna do the next six tales. Yeah, because we did seven, and then there's twelve left. Yeah, so six tales. We'll do six more. Um, I just feel like these novels were not, you know, they were written before the culture of, like, binging. This isn't, like, doing yeah, a they're not. season. It was hard to read. I read this over the weekend, and it was... Yeah, I read it in two days, and it was it was really was something. Lot. Okay, so we're reading from Old Friends, Efant Mon's tale, uh, through A Bad Feeling, the tale of EV-99. Ooh, all right. Yeah, that's what we're doing. So it's tales 8 through 13. All right. If you're, if you're reading along with us. <laughs> that would be that. And then we will come back to yes, Dark Apprentice. We'll so we'll have Dark a little bit. I think mixing it up is, I think we're, I think we would get maybe. Have a little fresh. bit of a palate cleanser. I don't remember what Leia's doing in Dark. I remember a lot of Dark Apprentice. Dark Apprentice, we get a lot more Luke and Jedi Academy. Jedi. That's what I was sort of expecting. I was really surprised at the lack of Jedi. Yeah, Dark Apprentice finding. is very, very Jedi heavy. Yeah. We get a lot of Yavin from my Yeah, I wanna I want a whole chapter that's just like a detailing of like the founding document of Jedi Academy and what the rules are. Oh, you're not gonna get that. But... No, I know I'm not. <laughs> but that's what I want. <laughs> Even if it all fell apart. Yeah, like, like, at least, want... like, Luke doesn't seem to have any intentions, you know? Like, yeah, I just want some kind of... He doesn't have a curriculum something. or a lesson plan. They're like, how, what will you do if a student falls to the dark side? And he's like, oh, I, don't I don't know. Like, how will you prevent students from falling to the dark side? Beats me. I don't know. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just figure yeah. it out as we go. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's just winging it. <laughs> so, yeah, shocker. Some of these guys are falling to the dark side. Yeah, yeah. Big surprise. <laughs> like, Luke would ever have a student that fell to Yeah, and I mean, I, and not only it, does Luke have no plan or experience or understanding, but, like, two of the three people he's recruited so far are from incredibly traumatic backgrounds and like not doing anything to deal with their vulnerabilities or fears just like just it'll be fine i hope you had i hope you were okay with seeing everyone you love die because yeah you shouldn't dwell on that yeah no i didn't even wince when i saw the burned out skeletons of my aunt and uncle i just Went to the cantina and never thought of it again. (laughs) I was sadder when a man I met that day died. Maybe Luke's the problem. No one can deal with their emotions because he's like the Jedi Master and he's just like, whatever, brush it off. Yeah, walk it off. Yeah, Leia's like, I'm really concerned about like being a mother and work. And he's like, have you practiced the Force? All right, well, we're getting punchy, so this is probably yeah, no, the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, join us next week for some more tales. More tales from yeah, the Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you would like more information, please check out our website, adolescenceafteralderon.wordpress.com, for show notes and info about upcoming episodes. We're also on Twitter, after underscore Alderon. We're on Instagram, Adolescence After Alderon. And if you would like to touch base with us, ask questions, participate in the conversation, you can email us at adolescenceafteralderon at gmail.com. Thanks so much. <laughs>